podcast is not an official production of Gymnastics Australia. It is an independent production by Rowan Kennedy. The comments and opinions of Rowan or his guests are their own and should in no way be interpreted as representing Gymnastics Australia unless otherwise stated. Welcome to episode 80 of the Men's Gymnastics Australia podcast. I'm your host, Rowan Kennedy. The last two episodes, I've interviewed Tyson Bull in episode 78 and Michelle de Hyden in episode 79. If you haven't had a chance to listen to these, I recommend finding the time. Staying with the trend of keeping this podcast general to all gym sports, my guest today does have a rich history in men's gymnastics. However, our chat focuses on his role as the chair of the Gymnastics Australia Athletes Commission. Sam Offord completed his undergraduate physiotherapy degree in 2012 after completing a successful career as an international gymnast. His extensive career spanning 20 years included six world championships and two Commonwealth Games, where at the 2010 Games in Delhi, he claimed two gold medals, one on rings and one as part of the historic team result, claiming Australia's first ever team gold medal for men's gymnastics at the Commonwealth Games. Sam has since used his knowledge of elite sport to assist his physiotherapy career, working with Gymnastics Australia and Gymnastics South Australia, as well as working with Swimming South Australia. He's currently completing a Master's of Sports Physiotherapy. Outside of his professional career, Sam remains involved in gymnastics as a judge, a commentator for Fox Sports, and as the chair of the Gymnastics Australia Athletes Commission. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. It's um, going to be really interesting to, uh, to have a chat. Yeah, I'm really keen um, to, to talk to you today because you have quite a number of roles in, in uh, gymnastics and a big history, a long history in gymnastics. So um, what we're going to talk to, to you about today is specifically your role on the Athletes Commission. But first of all, what I'd like to do is just learn a little bit uh, about you since since uh, you finished gymnastics. When, when did you um, retire and what have you been doing uh, since then? Uh, well, you mentioned the many hats, so uh, lots of different things within gymnastics as well as outside um, since I finished. Um, I, I retired uh, what feels like a million years ago, but uh, it was mid-2012. Um, I got a, an ankle injury uh, at the test event in London leading into um, the London Olympic Games, and, and that was probably the um, me missing out on, on the, well, p- the potential to go to an Olympics, and I probably just slowly phased my training and, and competing out over the rest of that year um, and, and took a while to come to the, the final decision to, to retire because it's not an easy one. Um, but, yeah, mid to late 2012. Um, and then in that time, uh, towards the end of 2012, I was finishing my um, Bachelor of Physiotherapy at, uh, in Adelaide here at the Uni, uh, Uni of SA, uh, so I effectively kind of had a, a nice three-month kind of Christmas holiday, um, something I'd never really had um, before, uh, and then uh, and got into work as a, as a physio in a private clinic where, where I still work today. Um, and so that's gradually been going on. Um, worked there for a couple of years and then started a, a Master's of Sports Physio So um, and completed that a bit over a year ago. So that's kind of my work side of, side of life. Uh, and then uh, plenty of other things. Got married, had a young child, have an 18-month-old daughter now, um, and then I just continue on with all the gymnastics stuff. So the Athletes Commission was something I was on um, uh, just prior to retiring from memory. Um, no, it was just after, sorry, 2013. 
uh, and then doing that, but also judging uh, at competitions locally in, in South Australia um, on the uh, Men's Artistic Sports Management Committee here uh, and otherwise um, keeping myself generally busy and trying to find an exercise I enjoy um, after finishing gymnastics, which has not been easy. Sam, uh, how, how have you been impacted by um, the, the disruption in life? Uh, as a physio, are you still working? What, uh, what about your wife? Yeah, so I'm still working, as you said, as a physio, uh, considered um, an essential surface in in uh, quotes there. Um, and at first I think I was a bit like everybody else. You feel like um, you're trying to turn it into a positive, but you, myself, I want to try and do the right thing and, and, you know, do all the social isolation and stay away from people as much as I can, um, if not um, for me but also for, for my family and, and, and young daughter. Um, so trying to work and help the community because I, I genuinely think, um, you know, the stuff that we do, even in our, our private clinics, is trying to help unload the, the hospital systems, which is uh, a huge part of what this is all about. So, you know, working through that, I'm working slightly less. I'm normally a full-time employee, but working 0.8 at the moment just because we've decreased our hours a little bit um, due to the demand not being as high. Um, but, look, no complaints from me. Like, I, I still have a job, which, which I know this has affected a lot of people in a, in a really negative way. Um, so really happy to be able to still be working and, and helping out. And you mentioned my wife, she's a, a teacher, a primary school teacher. So um, the teachers are in, in a, a tight pickle. They have to um, continue to educate and, and do all the things that they can as well as trying to cater for, for all the kids that are staying home. So uh, it's been a trying time for them, but I um, don't want to speak for my wife too much, but I'm sure she'd say the, a similar thing. She's um, happy to be working and, and, and still contributing in a way um, and hopefully keeping the, the kids of Australia safe as well. I really appreciate your time today. We, we've spoken a lot about the podcast over over the years, and and you have a role in media with uh, with broadcast and commentary. Um, but we're going to talk specifically about your role as the chair of the athlete commission and and the athlete commission itself. So let's start off by what is what is the athlete commission? It's a really good question, and and uh, I suppose that's part of the real target or part of the, the job of, of the Athletes Commission is to kind of let athletes and everybody in the, the general gymnastics community know, you know, exactly what we're about and, and what we do. Um, so a perfect place to start. So the Athletes Commission, this is Gymnastics Australia's um, Athletes Commission, just so I'm, I'm clear with everybody there, um, is a, it's a group of athletes. We have one representative from each of the competitive gym sports um, that effectively aims to represent the athlete population um, to you know, the stakeholders of Gymnastics Australia, to the staff within the organisation, to the board, and then generally to the public. But essentially we're the, the representatives um, uh, of the athletes um, to anybody in question, I suppose, is a, a good definition. So why why does the commission exist and what's your primary purpose? You mentioned about... Uh, being communicating with the athletes and, and and providing feedback from the athlete to the board to Gymnastics Australia staff, even to the technical commissions. But what? Why do you exist, and what's the primary purpose? Yeah, so that's a really interesting and really um, constantly um, evolving kind of question, and, and the answer is is the same. Um, we, we exist, I suppose, to. Um, provide a voice for the athletes um, as well as probably help to bridge the gap between those various stakeholders that I was talking about, whether that's the general community or people within um, gymnastics to, to try and get information back and forth. So different initiatives that uh, athletes may have that they want to see incorporated into clubs or associations or, or, or the country. 
um, as well as back the other way. So things that Gymnastics Australia and its stakeholders um, are trying to achieve and want athletes to try and come on board or want their opinion on it. So I suppose a lot of information transferring, um, but I suppose the main role is representing and being a voice for the athletes um, and trying to, to work on projects over time that, um, that come up that are, are relevant for them um, as it happens. And you mentioned that uh, there's a, um, a member from each gym sport that represents their gym sport on the commission. Who currently sits on the cap, that commission and how, how are they appointed to that role? So currently, I mean, I can uh, list through the, the names for you if you like. So I, I represent men's artistic gymnastics and then we have um, uh, one of the elected members ends up being the chairperson. So that, that's currently myself. Um, we have Georgia Bonora, who's from WAG. Then uh, Blake Gaudry from Trampoline. Danielle Prince is the rhythmic representative. And then uh, Madison Chan and Cairo Lester are our aero and then acro representatives. So that's a current group. And, and we're working through currently at the moment of Gymnastics Australia going through um, a whole range of looking at their policies, procedures, bylaws, all of those types of things. And, and ours is one um, that's currently being um, looked at and investigated where myself and then a couple of the members uh, of our Athletes Commission looking into exactly what those roles and responsibilities are. Because unfortunately at this stage, if you go into the Gymnastics Australia website, which is actually really a decent resource for those that don't frequent it all that much, um, there is the bylaws of the awards committee there. Uh, sorry, the, not the awards committee. It's another hat that I sit on, right? Um, uh, one of the... Um, uh, the Athletes Commission bylaw is on there. Um, and, and we had a look at it and went, okay, what's relevant to us at the moment? And, and there's a lot of things on there that, that perhaps don't kind of really fit with what we do. So there's there's a bit of a blend of us trying to figure out a real purpose as to, to what we're doing, um, as well as uh, trying to do that that core value of, of representing the athletes. You asked about how, uh, how members, how we're, we're voted on. At this stage, it's the Gymnastics Australia board at the end of um, an Olympic cycle, um, so the end of the calendar year. So that would have been at the end of this year after the Olympics in, in Tokyo 2020. Uh, all people's positions are uh, essentially null and void, um, and then you, we apply through to Gymnastics Australia and, and the, the board and the chief executive then sign off on who the members of that committee are. Okay, so um, let's just move away slightly from the commission. Uh, you are a, a former gymnast at an international level. Uh, what's your take on the current cir circumstances? Um, and is this, have you experienced anything that would come close to this? Oh, uh, I haven't experienced anything like this, obviously, and I suppose most people would, would be similar. Um, I suppose and as, an, as an athlete, and as you, you mentioned, when you're an athlete at an international level, you do come across various circumstances and various things where, you know, your resolve or your um, adaptability to changes um, is pretty tested. But I think there's nothing that's been so widespread because this is obviously not just the gymnastics community. It's not just related to one particular club or program or gym sport or state. You know, this is all around the world. If I take you through a bit of a time span of, of what was happening with, with me at the time when this kind of all happened, we were, um, I was at home working in, in my clinic. I, I travel a little bit as, a, uh, as, one, as an Australian um, representative uh, physio with, with our national teams. Um, and I was due to be going to northern Italy, to the Lombardy region, um, and we were due to leave about three or four days ago on Saturday. But this was a couple of months ago, and we were looking into it. I saw the news, and, and things were 
changing over in that part of the world where it was saying, hey, there's this virus over here. It is in a lot of other parts of the world, but it, it's really growing and building. And, and we're in conversation with, with Gymnastics Australia. I was not trying to harass them too much, but um, I'm sure if you speak to any of their staff, perhaps I might have been. Um, but saying, you know, going, what's happening with this? Um, this seems to be something that, that may really impact us. Um, and then fast forward to now where, you know, um, uh, without quarantining myself for a couple of weeks, I couldn't leave South Australia. Um, you know, we can't get out of the country. So, you know, it's really affected um, uh, a lot of different things. And and I'd have to say, I suppose, if I think about it a bit philosophically, um, I, I think perhaps time as an athlete, and not that you have to be an international level athlete to, to gain this experience, but I think being able to, to roll with the punches a little bit, um, uh, and just go, okay, well, that's not possible. Where do we go from here? What do we do? How do we get around it? Um, has probably helped me uh, in all the aspects of my life try and try and deal with what's going on at the moment. I, uh, if we break it down and look at it as I'm an individual and I'm being impacted by this, I guess you could say it would be similar to uh, experiencing an acute injury that's going to knock me out of my sport for an extended period of time that was not planned. Um, I'm sure you have experienced a time where you've been put on the sideline because of injury. Is is that a fair um, a fair way to put what this scenario might be for me as an individual? I think so, particularly when you relate it to, if we're trying to relate it to a sporting circumstance, then it's probably about as close as it gets. Um, I suppose the only thing then on top of that, though, is if you're injured, particularly in gymnastics sports, you still go into the gym, don't you? You still try and, you know, keep your, some relative normality going, one for your mental health, but also for your physical health. you got a lower limb injury, you know, an ankle or a knee or something like that. Um, gymnastics people are excellent and really thrifty at being able to go in and, and do something with your upper body or all that kind of stuff and stay involved and, and still see your friends and, and do all of those things. So I think why this is so challenging for people is that not only do they have to stop doing the things that, that they were doing in the way that they were doing them, but but those normal networks of people being able to catch up with people and um, uh, and be able to debrief on various things and um, and kind of connect is is also feel, we also feel like that's taken away. So um, I think you're right. Injury in sports probably about as close as it gets. Um, I suppose something like uh, not that we ever want anybody to experience it, of course, but maybe a um, an anti-doping ruling or something like that where you're not allowed to go anywhere near it. Mm, that's yeah. perhaps as close as I can think. But I, I genuinely hope that doesn't happen to to anyone for multiple reasons. Um, we don't want that to happen to anybody in sport as well as. Uh, we want clean sports. So, but I was thinking that's about the only thing I could think of where you, you're barred from from kind of attending anything to do with your your sport, and maybe maybe that's as close as it gets. Yeah, good point. Um, let's get back onto the the commission. Uh, has the commission had a chance to come together at all um, since? And when I say come together, obviously uh, with social distancing, uh, since the restrictions have come into place. Yeah, you're right. And the hard thing with us uh, as a commission is because this is an, a national commission, um, we're actually spread out across the country. We've got a representative in in, uh, in Perth, um, myself in Adelaide, and, and the rest on the eastern seaboard. So um, we've got to try and cross time zones and, and all of those kind of things. And, and unfortunately, there's only been the current commission members, so that, that group that I um, listed earlier, uh, there's only one occasion where we've actually all physically been in a room together to be able to meet. And that was a fantastic initiative um, from Gymnastics Australia and the AOS to to get us together to have a bit of a, a group session. But most of the time we are connecting via, um, you know, whichever um, kind of video conferencing 
platform um, that we can use. So that we're no strangers to that. That's kind of the way we have to, to work. We use a, um, you know, like an online chat type uh, uh, platform called Slack to kind of talk to each other and, and type generally, um, emails if we need to, and otherwise we get on the, the video conferencing. So that's been the way that we've had to operate um, so far anyway. Um, we are pushing Gymnastics Australia to see if, if there might be some funding available to at least try and get us together face-to-face for a day um, each year. We think that would be pretty invaluable having done that um, uh, once uh, about six months or so ago. Um, but then to answer your question, Ron, we've had the, the Gymnast Choice Award, which was one of those projects I mentioned um, that we were trying to organise and, and get going that we managed to, to get up and, and the board um, was really excited about. So we've had, um, uh, you know, the pointy end of that with calling for nominations and, and voting and those types of things right in the middle of this process and this um, this pandemic. So um, we've been in constant contact. Um, and then in order to review that, we, we'll hopefully have a teleconference in the next um, couple of weeks. So I think the hard thing is if we, I suppose, go back to, you know, how this has impacted everybody, it's really hard. And I'm really aware of the fact that as the chair, I don't want to really push people too much this is a volunteer commission um and understanding that everybody has their own things going on in their lives at the moment um to try and have me hammer them and say hey guys let's catch up all the time you know um trying to be aware of that but um we've got a good group um everybody's really engaged to try and do all the right things by their gym sport uh, as well as the sport in general so um yeah we'll, we'll keep connecting as we have um throughout yeah, it's interesting you say that about uh, the responsibility you feel as a chair. And yes, we may have extra time on our hands, but it doesn't mean that we're actually in the right headspace to to be putting our time and effort into volunteer projects. And I, I'm similar. I've had a similar experience on the men's commission as the chair of the men's commission. Our previous meeting, which was uh, two or three weeks ago now, we when this started really started to impact a lot of people and really all we did was run through the the minutes of our previous meeting and then basically go around the table and said how are you being impacted and what are you likely to experience and just to get a, a, a take on how everyone was being impacted and then and then we we just had the conversation about let's make sure that if we are communicating with people uh, let's make sure that we understand that everyone's doing it tough uh, and it doesn't matter if you're in the GA office, in a state office, in a club, uh, individually, your family, uh, everyone is experiencing this differently. So let's just be kind to each other. So we didn't actually set any outcomes from that meeting. We just had a general discussion about where we're at, how we're being impacted. So we had an understanding of uh, each each person's circumstances. And that was a good, good way to... Yeah, to finish off. I, I think that's excellent. I mean, one of the things is, and I, I'm aware that I'm a physio, not a psychologist, so I've got to be very careful here. But, you know, as you said, everybody is really experiencing this in, in a really different way. Um, and I, I know myself I'm really struggling at various times. I, sometimes I'm really good with it and other times I'm not. Um, by way of motivation, I, I think, um, and I think perhaps this harps back to, to days as an athlete as well, when you have your normal structure around you, you know, you've got your normal day where you, um, you know, you, whatever you do, you might get up, do some exercise, you go to work, you, you do your thing, you come home, you, you do some of the extracurricular stuff. And, but, but you generally have a structure. And I think with all of this, nearly everybody has had some sort of change in, in their structure, be it, you know, the terrible things that are going on with, with people losing jobs, um, unfortunately, there, there's obviously people getting this virus as well. So there's all of these types of things. But me losing my structure in my day, sometimes I just find it hard to keep myself really motivated to um, to do the things that 
that I, I know are part of my, my role, whether it's this or, or other roles. Um, and I think for people to understand that that's probably really normal and it's okay um, and to work through that in whichever way that you need to. Um, so I think it goes both ways, understanding that, yeah, you've got people that you might be communicating with, whether it be work or, or other things, um, and you've got to be aware of how they're feeling, but it's okay to, to, to recognise in yourself that you're, you're feeling it. So, um, you know, I keep struggling away with that, I suppose, the, the motivation and, and lack thereof, um, uh, and just kind of ride this out and, and hope we'll, we all come out of it um, really well on the other end. So on, on that point, um, what do you think is the role that, that the Athletes Commission can take both now and, and as we return to some level of normality? Is there anything specific that you think that the Commission can assist with or be there uh, as a sounding board for? Or um, do you think you're more or less limited to more long-term projects? Yeah, again, really challenging. And I, you know, when I've got some spare time, which you, you seem to have a bit more of these days, I've been sitting down thinking, how can we do that? And and the balance, uh, and what can we do? Because that balance is the bit that is really important for me. One, I don't want to feel like you know we're asking all the the commission members to do too much, but I'm also aware that, and if we think about, you know, a lot of our members, a lot of the athletes are um, at school or university. Um, uh, there are a lot that aren't. Obviously, we've got a huge number of kinder gym, and then also there's there's all your, your adult gym people. Um, but I'm aware that people are probably on you know Zoom, Skype, Microsoft Teams, whichever software you want to use. I mean, I know kids are talking about having all day online at school, um, and then I know there's a lot of clubs doing excellent work where you know you're doing um, online gymnastics sessions as well, doing some stretching and strengthening and whatnot. I'm aware of the fact that then um, if as a commission we're saying, hey engage with us you know here's an idea of something we can give you are we overloading people you know are we, are we putting them in front of a, a computer too much so I'm really thinking about or trying to think about the the things and the initiatives that we could do to, to help people um, uh, in the immediate short term uh, I think what I've come up with to, to date is is that just being that supportive soundboard for however which way that we can you know we if um, the athletes listening you know we'd say that um get onto that Gymnastics Australia website, the Athletes Commission section of it, if you, you don't remember who your reps are, um, and please get in touch with us. We, we may or may not be able to, to help, but if you feel like you've exhausted all your options and you've gone, okay, well, where, where do we go from here? What can I do in this space? Ask us. You know, we're, we're well connected within, as Rowan mentioned, um, to the technical committees as well as all of the, the various GA staff boards um, and then can connect with clubs as well. So... Um, I think we've got an eye mostly for the long term, Rowan, but um, but I'm all ears for, for anybody that says that there's various things that we could do to help um, in the short term as well. So have you or your members um, received any feedback to date yet? Uh, in what regard do you mean? In terms of... Um... Uh, athletes reaching out to to their gym sport representative uh, and just asking for assistance in some way or some advice or just a, a, as a sounding board as we mentioned earlier yeah I, I not nothing's been necessarily passed back through me I've tried to just contact a few people generally um, in the mag community as their representative um, I really hammered them a lot on the nominating and voting for the, the gymnast choice that wasn't that long ago so I feel like I want to give them a bit of a break or they're going to get really sick of me um, but uh, the the kind of the channel or the chain of command that we would probably try and um, uh, encourage within the 
the commission is, is go to your try and work it out within your your network as an athlete. You know, go to your coaches, go to your club managers and owners and those types of things or your associations um, and see if because they're normally the people that we would probably go to anyway to try and um, organise and sort things out for people or, or help. Um, and so, you know, we, we suggest that you probably do that at first. And if you go, well, one, I'm either not comfortable, you know, having that type of conversation or, or not sure how to approach that um, or you've tried that and it hasn't um, hasn't got you the answers that you perhaps might like, then go to your, your gym sport representative and, and then if that gym sport representative wants to engage me as the chair in that, then, then we're happy to help. Obviously, there's sometimes there's delicate um, situations and, and delicate types of um, topics or conversations that perhaps people don't want to um, uh, have their name to and that's certainly where um, us as an Athletes Commission are really happy to help out. So um, no, I haven't had anything to date, but I, I know that at least at the top level, you know, there's a lot of, there's the athlete wellbeing and engagement um, team and, and all of those kind of resources working with people. Um, and I'm hoping that that's covering it. But yeah, please uh, reach out, uh, those athletes out there, if you, you need anything from us. So you mentioned, so that, you mentioned that you've been in contact with uh, some MAG uh, gymnasts, um, but how how do athletes get in touch with you or their their representative yeah excellent question because you know we, we keep saying get in touch get in touch um there is again on the gymnastics australia website in the athletes commission section um if you scroll down to the bottom there is an email i'm not going to remember it off the top of my head i should know that shouldn't i Ron? um <laughs> that uh that uh that you can email and that comes straight to, to me as the chair and we can then funnel that out to to your representatives otherwise um all of the gym sports have a a facebook uh, group that any athletes can join we've had some people non-athletes try and join um and we're always um not letting that happen um only for the sense that we want this to, to be an area where athletes can bring up certain ideas um type them um, uh, and, and bring them up and have a discussion. Um, and it's not to exclude particular groups. It's just so that, that those athletes feel comfortable knowing that, okay, it's only us that, that's on here. Um, so uh, chase down your individual representative um, either by sending that email um, or, or trying to attach yourself to, to each one of those groups. Uh, and then if you if you do email us, then I'm more than happy to give out phone numbers and, and that type of thing so that uh, people can get in touch. Okay, so there's a couple of things going on there. One, you're reaching out, so your your athlete representative is reaching out to the community. Um, you have a means of contact for athletes, uh, for gymnasts to to reach there or to reach you as the chair, who then can feed um, back to specific gym sport um, representative if they need to. You've got Facebook groups going on in each of the respective gym sports, so that that sounds um, promising, and I, I'm sure that. Uh, that's quite an active group, uh, a bit of information going on there, especially at this period of time. Yeah, absolutely it is. So it's probably, um, you know, we, we've tried to talk a lot as a commission about saying, you know, what's the best way to try and engage and, and, and connect with the athlete population? Um, I think, you know, a lot of things get done on email and, and I think we, you know, we all need to get pretty good at being able to do that and use that and, and not miss things because it's how a lot of communication happens. But, you know, just trying to have a really informal way and, and things like that, I... Um, I haven't done it yet, but I nominated to, you know, um, get some active wear on and put a couple of videos of me trying to get it again um, up on the Facebook page just, just as, as an idea to try and um, make it a completely de-threatened um, uh, environment, just a way to have fun as well as bring up some serious topics if, if people would like to. So um, it is probably the area where uh, where the, the chat and the discussion happens a lot. And it's an area where, 
we we go to our athletes to to ask them various questions for feedback. Um, as an example, Gymnastics Australia wanted to look at how um, how they're doing um, athlete selection and non-selection for events. So they said, you know, um, we're trying to look at this process and see if we can streamline it across sports. That may or may not be possible um, for all events or even all gym sports. But we want to know, are we what what would be the ideal and what would be the ultimate way that athletes would like to be told that they're either selected or not selected for a team. And that was a fantastic thing from Gymnastics Australia to say, um, we want to hear from the athletes what, what they would like. Now, I we had to reiterate back to the athletes to say, you know, this is not necessarily how this will happen. They've asked you how you would like it to be um, and they'll try and incorporate as much of that as they can. But, but we were very thankful um, uh, that... Uh, the athlete group was asked because I think that's one of those uh, very good engagement pieces. So we use the Facebook group um, to be able to do that a quick and easy way. You know, I can put a poll up there and say, you know, do you want to be told face to face or um, over the phone or an email? Do you want a representative there? Um, you know, all, all kinds of things. So uh, it's one way that um, we've used it in, in the recent past. Mm, yeah, that's quite positive. Um, so staying on Facebook. So Facebook is uh, restricted to those over the age of 13. Uh, we're talking about an athlete member membership here, more or less in a, in a, in a Facebook group. Is the Facebook group, are you trying to restrict it to those who are maybe 16 years and over or anyone who identifies as, as being a, a mag gymnast? Um, what, uh, because you could get a lot of people going into that, that page that aren't really that connected but think it's a point of uh, entry for, for some information but, um, but, uh, but may just cloud some of the content there. What's, what's your thoughts on who, who, is, who should be entering that, that group? Yeah, it's a really interesting question because um, and I've really struggled with this because what, what well, I think when you call it the Gymnastics Australia Athletes Commission, you want to represent all the athletes that we have. Um, but finding a way to be able to do that and, and again, not necessarily overload the people that are doing that work, but also actually be effective um, is really quite challenging. So um, it's probably currently our uh, more elite side of the sport and, and more aimed at the senior level. So we, we've tried to make sure that we have got um, all of the national squad members, senior and junior national squad members across all of those six competitive gym sports. But then I've always said that I'm more than happy to have, um, well, particularly, and I suppose I'll speak for my MAG group more so than um, necessarily asking the, the rest of the commission members. But um, I think something like the Facebook page is not necessarily a, um, an area where we would like to be exclusive at all. I think it's perfectly okay for, you know, if you're an athlete involved in, in the gym sport um, that you're trying to, uh, to become a member of, the, of that Facebook group, then do that. And if you if there's a conversation or a topic or something that gets brought up that may not necessarily be something that we can look into or something that we know anything about, it's an easy thing to feed that information back. So um, uh, we're certainly not at a point with any of those Facebook groups where um, you know we're bombarded or overloaded with requests and information and, and work to do. So I think I'd, at this stage I'd say I'd encourage as many people, um, uh, whether they be... Um, elite, non-elite, um, whether those are the right terminology anymore. Um, uh, but at whatever age, you know, if you're, if I speak for the MAG um, group, if, if you'd like to be part of that, you're an athlete in the sport um, and you'd want to provide some feedback or hear what's going on in that group, um, then I'd love to hear from you. And if we get too busy and too flooded, well, then we'll, we'll find a way to, um, uh, to negotiate it down. So a simple way of maybe identifying who that 
group as um, uh, suitable for would be really for anyone that has represented their state at an Australian Championships. Some of the information might be relevant and certainly those who are on the fringes of making national squads. I think that's probably a really good parameter, absolutely. Um, I think if you, you've not necessarily represented your um, your state, then you're probably not in that um, that group of people that, that probably ends up being captured by the work that the commission ends up doing. Um, I, I think a lot of then the positive change or, or things that end up being discussed or done might then flow through to that uh, those people that are just operating within their states. Um, but, yeah, if I'm thinking on the fly, I think that's probably a really good way to do it. So there's some positive positive things that you're doing, even though um, you're more or less relying on people to come to you uh, as far as longer-term projects go. That's some really positive steps there. And we, we've seen through um, the current period we're going to just how Gymnastics Australia, the state associations, clubs and coaches have adjusted to these changes. Is there anything that stands out to you that you think has been done really well or um, uh, that you can point people in the direction of or that you've seen? Yeah, I suppose that there, there's lots of different things. Um, I think with these it's really easy um, to fall into you know, saying, oh, this wasn't done and, and, and this didn't happen and those types of things because I think we're all feeling, um, you know, pretty on edge and, and a lot of people that's really, really justified. But I think concentrating on the, the things that have been done really well are, um, are really important because I think it helps kind of drive a bit of a positive um, positive vibe and energy around it. Um, I, I think I'd have to say that when I saw the communication um, coming out from Gymnastics Australia specifically um, about national championships, um, and the fact that that was cancelled, I actually wrote to the CEO um, to say that I, I thought that was um, really excellent and really well done. Um, I, I think in these times you want uh, consistent and clear information, you know, not too much fluffing around with it. You want to be told, you know, what's happening. Um, you know, give us, uh, and you want them to give people give. So you want people to give you as much why as possible. Um, and I, I think I'd commend Gymnastics Australia for coming out really early and saying, unfortunately, national championships will not be able to happen. I think you see with, you know, airlines and uh, and hotels and those types of things, um, you know, people struggling as to whether they'll be able to get credits or get their money back or all those types of things um, has been really fraught with with danger. And, um, and I think the fact that um, our sport came out and said, unfortunately, we're going to have to call this really quite early. We won't be able to run this event, um, I thought was, was really good. Um, and then the other thing that I think is really positive, and I'm seeing it just by being connected on, on the various social media channels with, with a lot of different clubs and state associations, um, seeing all the various challenges and, and all of those types of things that are, that are going on and seeing that people are still, you know, flying the gymnastics banner while they're, they're not able to be in their clubs. Um, you know, I, I think that's really, really excellent. If I put my medical and physio hat on, um, you know, keeping as active as you can is, is great for your mental health and all of those types of things, but it stands you in good stead for when the clubs do open again and, and we're able to get back in there. So I reckon those are the, the two positives that I've seen um, that have really kind of brightened my day. Mm, yeah, and there's there's lots of good things going on out there uh, from many forms um, and connecting people with those uh, is a good thing to do so that we're not replicating everything. Um, Sam, that concludes our chat for today. I really appreciate your, your, your giving of your time and, and going into detail about the Athletes Commission, your role on that and the role of the Commission. Um, I'm really interested and really keen to have you back on the podcast 
but with your physio hat on, because one of the areas that we see is of greatest risk to our athletes is when they return from an extended period or return from injury is the most prevalent time that injury will occur. Uh, and I'd love to get you back onto the podcast to talk specifically about measures that our gymnasts can put in place to make sure that they're physically ready to go back into the gym without putting themselves at extra risk. Would you be keen to, uh, to join me in that? Absolutely. Um, I uh, it, it took too long, Rowan, didn't it? We, we talked about this podcast, I reckon, at a couple of national championships and then we said, yeah, we'll, we'll do this and it's taken until now to do the first one. So um, uh, thanks for having me for today. Uh, it's been really good. Um, you know, anytime we can get the message of the Athletes Commission out there to people, the better. Um, in the end, the Athletes Commission is about representing and being the voice for the athletes. So, you know, whilst we've sat here today and talked about here's what we think our, our role and our purpose is, um, if as the athlete population um, to those athletes listening out there, um, if there's things that, that you'd like us to do that you, you think are relevant to you, then then please get in touch because um, in the end that that's kind of what we're going to be guided by and, and we're, we're doing our best to, to try and do that, thinking off the top of our heads. But if there's other things, please get in touch. Um, I mentioned, um, Rowan, that, uh, that email address and I've managed to find it. So it's athlete commission at gymnastics.org.au. So if you send an email to that with either the gym sport that you're in and, and what you, you'd like to, to know or achieve, that will be funneled through to the, the correct representative and you'll be able to get um, get contact there. So athletes commission at gymnastics.org.au will get you there. Um, sorry, I had to get that bit in while I thought of it and remembered it, but you, you've hit... <laughs> Um, a, a topic that obviously is very close to my heart. It, it blends the two things that I'm, I'm probably the most passionate about, and that's the that medical side of, of things with my, my work as a physio and then um, the sport of gymnastics, which um, uh, you, you never fall out of love with. Um, you mentioned that, that that one of our biggest predictors of, of whether people um, succeed in, in sport is being available and able to train and, and compete. And in order to do that, you need to be um, injury-free. Um, and, and having a consistent amount of loading through your body. So that's, you know, jumping and landing and, and all the other things that, that whatever sport you're talking about, um, having a consistent amount of that and that not changing with huge amounts um, across a week and, a, and across a month um, uh, is key to, to being able to, to stay in the gym and stay training and not be injured. So one of the huge challenges for all sports and particularly with gymnastics being a very um, – time-rich sport in terms of how much we train, um, that is going to be so important as to how do we come out of this relative isolation where, yes, we can keep doing you know a lot of the different um, things to keep ourselves relatively strong and, and relatively flexible and all of those things at home. It, it's not quite the same as being in the gym. So um, absolutely, I'd love to um, get together again you know, towards the end of when we're, we're able to, when it's looking like we'll be able to open up our gyms and, and hopefully give you some real tips as to say this is how um how best to ease yourself back into the gym because you don't want to have three two or three months it, it might be sounding like that we're all all the way um and then you go in there you're able to train for a couple of weeks and then you you overload yourself and have to have another bit of time out that would that would just be um uh, torturous for everybody so um i'd love to have a chat about that yeah and uh, although we're talking about this to uh, and 
trying to communicate with the athletes, it's going to be equally important for our coaches out there. And our coaches who are at the top of the sport have this knowledge and understanding. They already know this stuff and hopefully they keep it in mind with their programming and periodization. But for the coaches out there that maybe not as well connected, maybe uh, young and inexperienced and wanting to get back in there, this is going to be critical for them as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the sport of gymnastics is, you know, particularly when athletes are quite young, you know, the the training and the volume and and what is done isn't designated or directed as much um, as when you're a senior. So, you know, it's really done by our coaches. And and some of these things, I think perhaps where uh, maybe the medical people um, have I won't say fail because that's that's not fair, but, you know, trying to, to disseminate the, the really technical and medical um, side of it um, and, and that really sciencey stuff and getting it across into to the way the sport can understand. Um, you've just got to keep delivering that message. And, and a lot of it isn't super challenging. It's just about following a few you know, little general rules and then and then keeping on talking and engaging with your athletes. If you're understanding how they feel and knowing that they're doing all the right things in the gym and then outside of it, um, then you know you, you're going to have a pretty healthy healthy athlete um, population within your gym and, and your squad. So, um, you know, when when I put this together and when we do it, Ron, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it quite simple. You don't want to make it too challenging or too hard for people. But, um, you know, before we sign off, to, for something for everybody to think about, I think one of the, the misconceptions with it is people often – uh, often try and catch up for the time that's lost. And, and, and leading into that podcast as a little um, teaser, I would say that unfortunately the time that we lose is, is gone and we, we can't get that back. Um, so we have to remember in our planning leading back into it that we can't make up for that time. It's just about starting again and gradually building our athletes up. But, um, yeah, can't wait. We'll, we'll get stuck into that next time. Well, a great way to finish the podcast. Sam, again, thank you for your time. Uh, All the best to you and your family. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you uh, for that uh, revisit of the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Ron. Thanks so much for for today. It's been great. Um, And uh, yourself and then everybody, please um, keep your health um, in mind as the very first thing. um, And then hopefully we can get back to sport later. Great. Thanks, Sam. Thank you for joining me for episode 80 of the Men's Gymnastics Australia podcast. Until next week, goodbye.